0: Welcome to another episode of the Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 76 with Jorge Canedo Estrada, otherwise known as JR Canest, who speaks with us about becoming a father and maintaining that work life balance, his career as a motion graphics animator working with our friends Jay and Leah from Giant, and the Vimeo page he curates called Wine After Coffee. He also discusses some of his goals for the future and his position on the state of the industry. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at thecollectivepodcast.com forward slash Audible. Check it out. This is going to be episode 76. Let's roll. Yeah, I feel bad. I just realized I was like, Oh yeah, you have a baby and I was like, Oh no, I'm calling really late and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs>
1: oh no. Well you, you have you have your you have you have kids as well, right?
0: Yeah, I have but she's she's older now, so we don't have that problem. the baby sleeping problem. So
1: Yeah, no, this little dude is is just four and a half months. Yeah, that's still really
0: still really new. Yeah, for sure. Are you getting sleep?
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's actually been fairly good. Um last few weeks, last month I should say, he's been kind of sleeping through the night on and off. So that's that's good. You guys are back to normal then, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, as normal as you can
0: get, I guess. Sleep is like the biggest deal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw this thing on um my wife and I watched this show sometimes called Shark Tank and these people were selling this thing where it's you know how when you have your child and they're really small you wrap them up really tightly when they sleep so yeah yeah. but they kick and move out and they move around and stuff and then they they have this thing that when babies they feel like they're going to fall so they move their arms out and it startles them and it wakes them up and then and then it wakes you up and then you know it's like an ongoing battle but the interesting thing about this thing that they had was that it, it allows them to be mobile inside this like it's like a sleeping bag for a baby, but they can move around. It's really interesting how like it works, but apparently it helps children sleep through the night instantly, like immediately. So
1: Oh wow, I should I should, <laughs> I should get onto that.
0: Yeah, you should check it out. Like Shark Tank baby sleeping device or something.
1: <laughs> such a weird name for him.
0: no no the show is called shark tank but that'd be interesting (laughs) no no it's that's not the name of the product i I forgot the name of the product but um i just thought it was interesting and i just thought man if it really does work that's gonna like change like parenting forever
1: oh yeah for sure
0: they'll be like do you remember the times like when we didn't (laughs) get enough sleep i know oh man yeah it'll be like do you remember the time where we had to wash the poop out of the cloth every time <laughs>
1: I know it's so weird how all the, all these things that they've been kind of like discovering about babies and stuff, and it's just it it's, it blows my mind.
0: Yeah, like it's how, how how little
1: we know really.
0: Yeah, but that's how we, that's pretty much how it is with everything though, really. So yeah, that's true. But I'm happy we're finally talking. It's been a long time, you know. As you know, I'm an admirer of your stuff. We've been chatting off and on for a couple of
1: years now, I think. Yeah, I was actually. Like going through my Gmail, I think like the first time we connected was like in 2012 or something.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. So and we were just like, Oh, I
1: love your work. And I was like, Oh, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Do you do that often? I do actually. That's probably how I, I started. I remember like when Mo River had the cream of the crop. Mm, yeah. And I, like, kind of just went through the individuals and just kind of emailed them saying, hey, dude, your work is amazing. And I still do it to this day. And it's just such a good way of just meeting people.
0: I agree. I think it's just really, uh, I mean, you have to be wholesome about it and, and wholehearted, you know, like, I'm a oh, huge, sure. I'm a huge admirer of your work. So like, I was like, yeah, it's a no brainer, you know, like, oh, yeah, dude, sick work. <laughs> but no, it,
1: thanks, man. I'm, I like I feel like after listening to a bunch of your podcasts and like the people who you have in, I was like, I, I don't fit in that list. Oh, like, shut I, up. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, oh man,
0: I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. So much to talk about, especially because you're a new dad and you're working at the studio and you got all this stuff going on. I mean, that's one thing I really, I mean, we I want to definitely talk about art and design and, and motion and the art of motion because I think there's very few people that, um, that I know of that really have that sensational quality of motion, like you do. Uh, Alistair has it. He's he's an exceptional motion designer as well. And there's there's quite a few people that are really close. But I don't Thanks. know. Like
1: That's, that means a lot coming from you.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I think it's like anytime I think I really like something, I can tell that somebody has really put a lot of time into whatever it is. And I just feel that you put the extra 10% into the stuff that you do. And it speaks to me and I'm sure like to Jay and Leah and everybody there and, you know, all your fans and everybody else. But yeah. So yeah, no, it's really cool. It's it's awesome to be able to chat with you though and just kind of get some more information about like where you come from and what inspires you and how you got to be where you're at, and what you think of certain things. So,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm excited. Thanks, thanks for, thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Ob- yeah, like I said, obviously. And so, I mean, we can just jump right in, and just start talking about whatever. What's 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 got you excited right now?
1: Oh man, uh, <laughs> I was actually going to talk about this later on, but uh, uh, right now, actually, um, the thing that has been getting me pretty excited is kind of like similarly. Late- to what we were talking about earlier on, just kind of connecting with, with kind of other motion or designers or illustrators, just talented people in general. Yeah. And um, I remember when um Sander, I don't know if you know, you probably know his work, Sander Van Dicht. He's a um, Dutch guy. He's mm-hmm. a buck New York right now. Um, you should bring him in actually. That guy's such a like keyframe genius. Um, great guy. But um, anyway, he was he he came to Vancouver and. I remember we were talking a lot about, like, we have this channel, Wine After Coffee. And we were just talking about, like, you know, like, how can we, like, bring all these people together, like, into our real space rather than just, like, this Vimeo community. We were talking about, about like, all this bunch of ideas. And eventually we decided that we were going to make this little coffee meetup for, like, designers and stuff. And that evolved into what we're kind of, like, trying to make a festival And like here in in Vancouver and like kind of like a big party just to bring all this like amazing talented people to one room and just kind of like hang out with them. And like, yeah, so we're just like having, I don't know, just doing a bunch of research how actually make this happen, which is way much more work than I thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just like a mini convention kind of thing, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like we were planning for like next year, um, uh, but like there's so many logistics and stuff and that's just kind of been keeping me busy, which is kind of interesting because it's like kind of outside the computer type thing, like actually calling people and meeting them and like people who I have never like thought I would talk to like technical directors and like, just like all this stuff that actually takes place in real places mm. and just so much to learn from those people. It's really exciting. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Do you need help? Well, I was going to invite you to come by and speak because <laughs> a bunch of people want to hear you,
0: man. Oh, no, I didn't mean for me to put myself into that. What I was going to say is if there's anybody listening that uh, there's, I think we've, the the audience has gotten so broad and it's growing so much and there's, there's so much love like with the podcast and the community. And if you have, if you're seeking out help, you know, perhaps like you can use this moment or the podcast maybe... You know, like yeah. throw that out there if any. I mean, I'm just—I don't know if that's what you need. I'm just suggesting it because I'm. There might be somebody that's really good at producing or organizing things and getting people together, and that would want to be around artists and stuff, or I haven't really quite made it as themselves as motion designers or designers, but they want to be in that around that space and. they're But they're really good at organizing things or something. You know, I don't know. So.
1: Yeah. No. I absolutely actually like. Uh, I've been like that's kind of what I've been doing, just kind of reaching out to people, and if. Anybody want listening wants <laughs> to get involved with this just just um, just email me um but um yeah actually That's I awesome. like I was able to like talk to justin uh, justin Cohn because he's he's uh done the f five in New York
0: yeah going to say that
1: yeah it was this guy caspian that just moved from Australia and he was involved with POSFest. Mm. and uh, like all of a sudden all these people that have actual experience with these things uh they've been kind of mm. like Giving their input and like things are actually happening, which yeah. is super exciting. So if there is anybody, absolutely. But I didn't mean that. At, like a, we send a survey out there, and people are still replying and stuff um, about like why would people want to expect, and especially who would they want to see. And your name has come up so many times. Wow, that's like, amazing! I'm, I'm not even joking. People can't and,
0: get enough. Huh? I, <laughs> talking, I do a weekly podcast. That's so what? nice. <laughs> I
1: think you've you've kind of like. Like, I don't know, you've gathered such a broad, like you were saying, like, just a spectrum of people in the creative field. Mm, and, yeah, like, by to. that, I think just by you talking and stuff, you've, like, probably learned so much and, like, just kind of, like, got so many insights from different perspectives from the industry. Yeah. And, like, people just love that stuff. I, I love that stuff. So, I think if you were, yeah. you know, if you wanted to come next year to Vancouver, you're more than invited.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. you guys are just straight up north for me, so that'd be a lot of fun. And we it'd be great to meet you as well. And yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds I know it's it's a lot of work, so it's not, I mean these things that always seem like they're pretty simple, but yeah. <laughs> I remember uh going out to Graphic Graphica Manila and uh my buddies who set that up, my friends, uh man, I just I could see it on their faces the day of the event. It's like, oh man.
1: i'm so glad i just have to (laughs) i just
0: have one talk you know so but i think if you have like really good help and you have people that are um just you know there to help you and they're because they love it um it'll go super smooth you know like it seems like those are the most successful events that i've been to is just everybody's into it for all the right reasons you know and and it just kind of for sure breaks down but that sounds like a lot of fun you're going to get such a fun experience out of that I think because it's such a different thing you know such a different uh, experience like you were saying you
1: know yeah it really is but like the core of it like really the heart of it is just like just kind of like what we're doing right now just like really connecting with other people because it's it's just like you know every time you talk to like someone who's really into whatever it is you're just inspired by it yeah you just kind of like want to go out and do whatever it is that you do yeah like, like that's that's what I want the festival to be about right like, that's good
0: so so yeah. hopefully it works out it should be about motivation and inspiration and all that stuff yeah because that's a challenging one that's one that I find that people sometimes get mixed up with being inspired yeah for sure but then also like creating their own work and how to keep themselves pure yeah, to it'll their be, own will be fun yeah <laughs> yeah how do you deal with that I mean you seem like you're really positive and upbeat I'm sure you must have like your up and downs, you know, so but they, how do you how do you maintain your your own sanity? You know, even
1: with the festival and stuff and part of the thing that I do pretty much every day is just like when I see people's work that it's just so good and it just makes me feel a bit like I'm crappy. <laughs> like like for me that's just like I need that, you know. Yeah. And I was had, like I, a lot of times I have this discussion with people and it was like Part of like the creative thing um it's just feeling feeling a bit like like your work is crappy because like <laughs> when you compare really to like the stuff that you really think is amazing, yeah, you should feel like you're not quite there. You know? Like the moment that you feel like you're there, you should just quit. That's so funny. You know, ironically, so many people have said that exact thing. Yeah, it's true though. It's, it's isn't that so scary true. though?
0: Because you're <laughs> let's think about it, like our destination we want to be amazing, but then the the fact is that when you think that you're amazing or that you think that you're there, you're not there yet, yeah. <laughs> and you're never there, and that's the draw of what art is, because it's never, you'll never be, like, great at it, really. Like, you'll be good, but you'll never be great, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you'll, you'll never be al- alive to really see that, or maybe you get it from your peers, you know, so...
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's one thing that I love about like all the design and artistic field or whatever, that it's like, you know, you can have whatever titles, but like, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you can do amazing stuff in any of those titles. And there's always more to achieve because like, like, it's so abstract and stuff. There's still millions of things to remix and create and stuff. And it's just so exciting
0: yes I think that's the beauty and the draw for me to art is that it's um you can be anybody you can be you know man woman child uh black white any any ethnicity it doesn't matter it's your art that speaks and it's the language that you use with your art that's really what what makes you who you are and that's the thing I admire you know and that's the beauty of that's the beauty of really great honest creativity I think you know is that it's just, it's faceless, and it's just its thing, and that's the power of it, and um, yeah, I just find it interesting what you said, because they're, like, literally, I mean, I've said it many times myself, and I've heard so many other people say that, and it's funny how that's a common truth amongst, like, people that I admire, like, you just, you're able to, be humble I think that's a big uh, ingredient in a in a successful person is the idea of being humbled by your own self basically you know we're just humans you know we're flawed and we, we're not perfect and we have lots to grow and learn
1: and develop from you know yeah for sure and I think like the fact that there's so many people like you say in the community like this community of ours that think that way it's it's so interesting because because of that like everybody keeps push, pushing each other up. Like, it's just like, yeah. like, one time this guy makes something amazing and the next time this <laughs> person thinks the other person made something amazing and they make something more amazing that inspires that other person. It's just like, <laughs> it's like continuously raising the bar and I just like, I love that stuff. And I think you can you can see that even like, you know, like back when the whole thing started, uh, you know, I haven't been, I'm not that old, but from <laughs> what, I, what I remember, uh, you know, there were, there were very few people who were just like up in the top, and now it's like you can't even count them like it's like everybody could just keep pushing each other up and boom 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 boom, and it's like the quality is amazing and it's like every time it's almost like you meet someone more amazing every day you find a different artist and it's just it's it's amazing,
0: yeah it's especially with the connectivity. I almost feel bad for students nowadays because if you look at the amount of time i mean look at like my old you know my old boss or my old creative director danny and you just like look at his body of work and what he's accomplished and stuff and it's almost like how do you how do you even approach that like (laughs) how can you even touch that level you know it's just it's so amazing but i think i know but i think that's what you're saying and i feel the same way it's like when i watch a a great film or like studying David Fincher or something like right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm just like, damn it, dude. <laughs> what the hell, yeah. man? Meanwhile, I'm just like drawing. <laughs> I'm like, I bet David Fincher can't draw this. So <laughs> <laughs> suck it Fincher. <laughs> oh, no, it's awesome. But no, I think, uh, just, I, I find it. I, I completely agree. The, the industry and the market itself is, is, is a bit saturated with really amazing work. You know, whether, whether i don't like the the subject matter but the craft is so good or the craft is so great or whatever it is but there's a lot of really great quality content that's being produced all the time you know and it's just it's really cool it's really amazing
1: yeah inspiring well, it, it's kind of interesting what you mentioned about students because uh like i i like i my work as a student like at first, it wasn't nothing special. Like, I have a demo reel that is just filled with my embarrassed stuff. Um, <laughs> Do you save that? <laughs> no, I seriously, like, like it's awful. <laughs> it's, it's, like, terrible. Um, and sometimes I show it to students just to kind of, like, show them how bad I was. Oh, good for you. Um, but, um, but one thing I noticed is, like, every time, like, you see a student that has, and I think Ira Glass had, like, a nice little talk about this. And oh, yeah, I love that talk. On the on um, Taste, yeah. You know, once, like it's, it's like it's, you can it really see is that so great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When like a student like knows what's good, like that's what you're going to, yeah, that's going to be their standard, right? Yeah. And like if, if their, you know, their taste is not so great, then, you know, their work is just going to be okay. Yeah. And, like it's, it's, it's so dependent on, on what you think is great.
0: Yeah. I think well, that's just vision because you're eventually going to get to a level in your skill. If you stick at it, you're eventually going to get to that level. You're going to be great one day, but yeah, you got to keep your mind on the prize. Like look at the best, look at the best person out there. And I don't know if this is good advice. I don't think there's any way to give any advice to anybody creatively, but I just, it's like almost, (laughs) it's almost like I'm talking to myself, but yeah, I agree. I think that you got to compare yourself to the greatest out there and then see where you look in comparison and be honest about it. And, and, and then, and then keep pushing. And then eventually there's this one artist that I really admire and his name's Ian McKagan. He was saying that he was, he was, uh, one day he was drawing and he was like, ah, oh, drawing so hard. And he's like, oh, I need to draw some grass. Okay. Well like, how did like, um, Rockwell draw g- grass like let me look in the books and the, mm. oh, how does this other guy draw grass and then all of a sudden he looked outside and he saw this grass in his yard and he's like I don't need them anymore I can just do it myself I know what grass is you know and and I mm. think that release you know it's what I'm saying is like high level artists where the moment where you you break away from your influences and become yourself And use all the inspiration that they gave you, and and the motivation, and and all those things, and all these ingredients, and you just you compile them into your energy, and then you put that into your work, and then who knows, maybe you'll inspire them, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's interesting you mentioned that, like, just the idea of like breaking out from like your influences. Yeah. Um, Because like I've been thinking a lot about that, and like before, if you asked me maybe a couple years ago, I would say you know like yeah, eventually you'll be able to make you know, something original. But, like, I don't know if it's just me being cynical, but, like, the more and more I think about it, it's, like, there isn't really such a thing, you know? like Originality? Lo- yeah, like, it's, like like, in a way, we're just remixing things, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, like, constantly, like, putting things together in a different way. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's... It's, like, you're always influenced by something. It's just, like, originality is really just, like, the different ways, I think how you've been influenced i don't know if you agree with it. yeah
0: well you got to think of you got to break down like the human psyche and the consciousness of into its core for me the human consciousness is about like surroundings interaction reaction you know and it's just compute continual repetition and since we are human beings of the flesh and we live on this planet that holds us by gravity like (laughs) there's going to be repetition that occurs you know as organic and random as human thought is, there's still strings of thought that are consistent. And when you when you propose that to the concept of what art is and visual, um, I don't know, visual entertainment or whatever, yeah, there's going to be a lot of repetition because of standards, right? You know, like you wouldn't put these two colors together if you were trying to invoke this motion. So like... Right those emotions go with those colors and then you start to get rhythms and patterns and habits and stuff that occur. And so yeah, I've I've been really I've been thinking about that psychological question for years now because I'm like, you know, what is original? Once you think something's original, like I once saw a film, I can't remember the name of it, and I was like, this is so cool. I've never seen a film like this, and then years later I saw another film and I found out it was made before the other one. And I go, "Fuck, man, like it was just an inspiration, you know, from the other artist." And I go, uh, then it's just like there's nothing, you know, it made me realize that I I once thought that was original, but it isn't. But I guess the act of just doing something is your own originality. And I don't know. It's a mind
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. But like even when you were talking about repetition, like even I see it with, with, with our baby, you know, like everything. Yeah. And everything in life in a way is like that. Like he's just learning everything by repeating, you know, like and he'll just continue repeating everything until he can you know f- combine those repetitions into like new thoughts but yeah. like and there's like there's um there's this verse on ecclesiastes on the bible that talks about like there's nothing new under the sun which mm-hmm. is like a quote used a lot but uh like it's like uh, i don't know i keep thinking that it's, it's it's just kind of the way it is you know and like you've probably seen like Kirby ferguson's um, documentaries on everything's a remix
0: yeah yeah i love that it's a really yeah. great Really great
1: analysis. It's it's great, and like I love to just kind of come back to it. And I like at first it was like, oh man, like that just kind of kills the idea of creativity and originality. But then i like, not really. Like no, I don't it's, like it's just it's just being honest about what we're doing. Exactly, you know, you like we've we have like these resources, if you want to call it, in our brain and our subconscious, and we're just kind of like taking them and like building something new. New quote. Uh, with it and i think that's that's beautiful and i think like that's incredible like creativity is really knowing how to use those things to use them in a different way or like you saw a painting and that influenced you to make like i don't know like an infographic and i think like that creative thought is just it's just really original you could say you know even though it's influenced by another thing
0: i think we're on the verge as a species onto we're on the verge of something really big i feel that um, there's something that's happening with the way I look at the world. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and more mature, in the way I approach my perspective on the planet and in our species and how we interact. But I feel like we're on the verge of something big—a next big breakaway, which is going to—I think that's going to change a lot of things. Our perception of many things is going to have to shift consciously. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know, you know, whether it's good or bad. I, just, I don't. I don't know the answer to that, obviously. But and the reason why I say that is because. Um, there's remixes of remix of remix. Okay. And, but they're, but these things are based off of like, let's, this is use music for example. Okay. So, um, so like the first instrument that was created, I don't even know what this is, but are what the details of that first instrument are when music was, not necessarily discovered because music's almost always there. It's just a matter of us recognizing certain things together in correlation. And right. so imagine like, so the first, I'm going to get deep here. So let's try and see if I can keep my my, my, my thought <laughs> go process for, go going because I love this, this uh, theory, theory of, of mankind and, and our consciousness and, and cognitive thinking and all this, this stuff fascinates me. So, so like let's use music for example. So we have music as a, as this thing that we interact with that, it pushes our emotions and stuff. So the first instrument, and then all the way to now, what we have now, which is um, really precise. Uh, not everything, obviously. Some musicians use their music and they're not precise and everybody has their own way of consuming music. But let's just say in my life now, like I use a digital, I use a computer and I listen to audio waves that are digitized, that are well produced. And there's all these different things. Like today I was listening to an audiobook. I was listening to Gone Girl, the audio book for gone girl. And yeah. then I was listening to like, um, uh, Cliff Martinez's score for Solaris and then some other like crazy metal music or something, but it's all these different things, but the differences of where these originate, these original sounds that came from and then the delineation or whatever this, these divided things that come off and spar off. I'm just wondering that what's music going to be like in 50 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be a continually, like a Will Smith remix of something, or is it going to be something unique? And I and I think that it, it could possibly be something completely new and unique. But I think that's more about figuring out what makes music to us music and, and also, you know, art and what, why we use art as a communicative language and, you know, whether like this whole virtual reality takes way and there's a metaverse and all that stuff, how people interact in that space. And, so it's really crazy thinking. <laughs> My mind. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: no, I think I, I, I'm totally with you. Like all that stuff fascinates me as well. And I, and like, it's interesting what you were saying. You know, like in a way, you were talking about the instruments and how, in a way, the instruments kind of influence the type of music that came out. Like it's, and like I think there is, there is definitely something to that. How the tools kind of like in a way define what the next thing is. And, yes. like, I'm just thinking, like, even in our lifetime, you know, like, animation-wise, like, I'm just talking about, like, how After Effects is, like, the monopoly on animation, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, how the fact that After Effects came out really defined this whole world that, like, is probably the reason why we're talking about, you know, like, like the whole motion graphics or whatever. Like, how it was defined, in a way, by the tool, it created
0: parameters which in which you work in, you know, and push... Yeah, exactly. ...spanned upon. Photoshop. Think about the word Photoshop. It's common knowledge now. It's common language. People use it in films. I mean, it's, everybody's like, oh, just Photoshop. Yeah, it's it. even a verb. It yeah. is, yeah. It's yeah, interesting. Sure. But sorry, you are saying?
1: No, no, no. Like, that's kind of like... Even though, like, the idea of animation and whatever, like, even drawing in rocks or whatever, like, was still there in, 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 human, in humankind, if you want to say that. But, like, the tool really pushed it to a different level it's it's not like it it invented it but it just kind of like created this new playground for the the mind just kind of to go crazy and like I I, it'd be very interesting to see kind of like you were talking about like just with VR and like like all these new things that are coming out like I don't even know what we are going to be doing you know like in like not even 50 years I'm talking about like five years like the whole industry might just completely change you know
0: yeah well it's changing constantly And that's what's cool about it, too. Is it raining in your car? (laughs) Yes, huh? Yeah, can you hear it? That's cool. I like that. It's like some ambiance. For those that are (laughs) listening, he's in his car right now because he's an awesome dad and he doesn't want to wake up his baby. So (laughs) that's how much he wants to do the podcast. So you rock, sir. What I was going to say (laughs) is, I think when you look at the, the industry and what it's become and all these things and these parameters, things like Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator, these programs, these constructs of ideas, basically taking in and readapting. And you talked about animation. I mean, I look back to original animation um, a long time ago and how that all worked. And, and then you go into the Disney years where it's got this beautiful hand-drawn quality to things. And it's just kind of amazing the rotoscoping technology, or however they, how are they, they figured out how to do like Snow White, for example, and stuff. And then uh, now we have like the dawn of Pixar, which is just they've they've made such beautiful films, amazing experiences. And but the, deep down, the whole thing beyond 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 all the craft is is the is the energy. I think it's the the human connection. There's yeah. this there's this documentary I watched. I think it was like last week. It's called Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Have you heard of that? No. yeah i think we've we've shared and talked a little bit about documentaries this one's really good it's a it's like this um cave that these like explorers randomly found up in like up in france up in the hills of france and uh inside there was something happened where this part of the land kind of crashed upon itself and sealed in this cave that had um these drawings from very ancient human beings but there's these beautiful chalk drawings of like all these animals that obviously don't exist in France anymore so it was so long ago when the earth was shifted a little bit more where there was like rhinoceroses and stuff that lived in France and that area so but it was just crazy to think um, it's so old it's very very old and to think that even then we were getting the ideas that of things we were witnessing but mm. we're conveying them through a different language and that just goes to show how unique and interesting we are as a species as a group of people how we're constantly trying to communicate and how often we're la- we're lacking communication skills you know in a certain way or just expressing emotion and stuff and but it's really interesting you should check it out like the way they they they, the the artist or the creator of these drawings I don't know how many were involved but there's all this motion and dramatic stuff to mm. it it would be funny if it was a big hoax it's not though it's, it's scientific like they broke it all down and stuff it's pretty amazing but um
1: yeah I'll definitely check it out that's yeah, awesome
0: it is really cool it's a little bit slow and you know it's it's got it's it's got a pace to it that's interesting but um I just thought it was fascinating because uh you know flash forward to like you know pen and paper and then flash forward to the digital stuff and then let's go beyond the digital stuff and like let's go into the virtual realm and imagine using your cognitive thought and imagination and being able to build worlds kind of like what they were doing in inception with dreams yeah imagine experiences like that and you know i don't know if that's possible or if it's going to be possible or how that it well, works
1: I- I think that's, that's really where it's going. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, like I think, uh, do you see like David O'Reilly's video game he made? No. I mountain didn't. or something? Mm-mm, look it up. Go ahead. Um, it's, uh, like, I don't want to give any review about the game, but like, it seemed pretty stupid to me, <laughs> but there was one element about the whole game. It's like, you're basically watching a mountain just kind of go through this phases, And you know, David O'Reilly, he just likes to mess up with people. Mm. Uh, but, uh like one thing that I thought it was really interesting, and then later on, I read an article on it. It was basically a review of this little game and uh it was the fact that you like at the beginning of the video game, or if you want to call it a video game, like you basically have like this white canvas and you kind of like just kind of like sketch up things or like draw things and um Because it's asking you, how do you feel? Or I can't remember what it was. It was something kind of, like, philosophical like that. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of draw on it. And then based on that drawing, it was what generated the look of the mountain, basically. And then... um, So every time, basically, the game was different. But the thing is, like, you couldn't really redo the mountain. Like, once you did it, that was it, you know? It's like an emotion. Yeah, like, basically, you had to, like reinstall the whole thing if you wanted to see another mountain and even then I thought I don't know if you could have done that but like they were talking about like how like this even in like in the most primitive way was just talking about how video games will respond to to our emotions you know like in a way like you'll define what the story will be um, by like answering certain questions or like just even like whatever like you'll define your own stories and like that's it's just like such a different way of thinking of like storytelling in general. Oh, yeah, Like it's like it's a not, whole different level.
0: It's not somebody sitting you down and telling you a story. It's like you creating your own story, which is interesting. I think that one thing that's really made us as a species continue and grow and thrive has been our, obviously our collaboration, you know, like we can't procreate and stuff without it. And, and that comes from like empathy and all these different things and, and ingredients that make ourselves whole. But yeah, I just find, I think that what you're saying, the psychological touch of what that means and what it does and how it's going to affect the way we create and, and interact with things on an entertainment level is very interesting, you know? It's very interesting stuff. Psychologically, yeah. it's, I I, I I love it, and I love to ask these questions. I think that everybody should, if you're going to be working in this industry, because you better be aware that it, it, might, it might all fall and you might fall on your ass with it, you know? So you got to be aware that, it's going to change and, and be cautious and cognitive of the possibility of so, and be in the forefront of it, you know, when you can, because yeah, for sure. I think those are the the smartest people that I've met are just the most opportunistic kind of where like, let's look at it, like Steve jobs or something, you know, or um, where he was managed to keep bring so many different people together a collective of, mm-hmm. of brilliant minds. And I've met a lot of really smart, cool people that have managed to do the same kind of thing. Which I find to be fascinating. I think that's—I don't know—I'm getting on a rant here, but I just that that whole way of connecting opposites and creating alternate experiences and stuff is really interesting.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like one thing that like those people have in common that I've noticed is that they're so tool independent, really. Like they just like they're so forward thinking (laughs) that. They don't really think about the tools, you know. Like they're just like thinking of the ideas, and they were like, "Oh, maybe the tools will catch up to my ideas eventually." But my ideas are up there, you know. Yeah, and like it's like, like you know, I wish I could think more in that way, more more often. I you know, think that like, you're something's... aware
0: of it. You will be, you know.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully.
0: <laughs> I had a job interview one time where they're asking me to kind of explain myself. In my current status of my career and I was explaining to them how I'm trying to be more of an idea person than anything. Mm. And I think it was like, maybe it was a turnoff to them, but I didn't really care. Cause I just <laughs> like to be, I want to be honest with everybody. Cause if I, if yeah. I jump into bed with somebody, you know, like I want them to be aware of who I am and, you know, um, but I was just, it was interesting because yeah, just by stating that, you know how like words become actions, you know? And so yeah. after saying that, I was like, yeah, I'm more, I am more of an idea person, uh, where I want, I'd like to be, you know, it's, there's a saying that I have found with all this career stuff that I've done with working with clients. And I always say like, like you always want to be your client's brain. You never want to be their hands, you know? Mm you ever have that situation where you're sitting at a desk and somebody's just fucking you from behind (laughs) and you're like, yeah, you know, move that pixel to to two points to the left. No, move it to the right. No, move it to the left. No, move it to the right. It's like, (laughs) uh, ah, yeah, we all, we've all been there, you know, but I think that, um, I think the, the big idea basically is, is the most important thing. And, I, I'm not the most important thing execution is just as important if not more because that's when you can actually see the idea beyond itself you know but yeah i think that's a really a really good place to be i've noticed that everybody that i've studied really closely and, and admired like let's say like stanley kubrick or any of these authors or scientists or whatever they've all been big on a bigger ideas and pushing forward through the things you know and they're, the really successful ones are on that threshold where they're able to have really vast ideas, but they're just they're just barely able to explain and use the tools and manipulate people's time and abilities to to
1: manifest their ideas. You know? Yeah, that's the other thing I was gonna say. Like sometimes, as important as the idea is, just being able to like I don't want to say sell it, but basically sell it. Like it's absolutely. It's just, with clients like if you if you have an amazing idea and it's happened to me a bunch of times then i'm like oh man i could have explained that better i could have sold that better i could have been more excited about it like i could have gained their trust instead of them like, no oh, i don't know about that let's just do what i said <laughs> it's like so important in like this industry you know it's like oh man like you really need to believe in it to be able to sell it and uh, yeah it's it's tough like
0: do you have a hard time with that i have a real hard time with that if i'm not feeling yeah. it, i can't do it
1: It happens, like, rarely, it just happens that, like, I really, like, like, I want to sell it that I actually am able to, but, like, most of the times, it's just, like, you kind of start, like, giving up a bit, a bit, like, it just, when they're, especially when clients are kind of hard, they just kind of start killing the flame and killing the flame to the point that you're, like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. It's just so sad when that happens. I hate when that happens.
0: Yeah. I feel like a a failure, I'm not good enough when that stuff happens, but I also realize, and, I'm aware and I try to be aware of the idea that not everything like it's weird I often find myself contemplating like um you know the idea of what art is to me or creativity is 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 a very free flowing thing it's completely opposite to what business is which is very regiment and and clean and precise and accurate for me at least creative creativity is 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 emotion, its feeling it's sensation. It's like being in love, you know, you 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 can never replicate it, but you can you can really feel it if you're aware of it. And I think that the 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 problem with re- merging those two, you get a big conflict, you know, <laughs> like a conflict of interest. And I think if you can manage balance the two of them together, is you can be very successful, but it's really challenging. It's very hard to do. At least Yeah, from, yeah, from no, what absolutely. I've seen,
1: like especially when there's like a clear reward like you know like there's monetary value involved yeah and like like you know like um yeah the what was it called like the, the candle problem or something that they use in psychology once in a while what's that uh you Never should heard look it. it up it's basically like uh i just looked it up like recently and i just got fascinated by it because mm. uh the candle theory the candle the candle problem candle theory something like that those who are into psychology out there might be making fun of me, but um, candle problem, yeah. So basically, like they put the person or the subject into this room where there's like a table, mm-hmm. and they give them like a box with one of those like pinboard thingies, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a candle, and then they have like a, one of those like just matches basically, um, and like the task is that they need to uh, have the candle. I can't remember what the exact instructions are. Have the candle uh, hanging from the wall or like attached to the wall, mm-hmm. so that when it's turned on, none of it drips on the table. And um, so that's kind of like that's a task. And like you know, they ran a bunch of tests with people and see. I want to give the solution out there because I'll, I'll let people just kind of look it up and I'll let you look it up. But uh, there's a little video that explains how people responded to you know solving that problem when they told them that. There was money if they got it versus there's no money if you solve it when you, when you, you, know, when you finish it. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, it was like because you need to use – you creative part of your brain. The people who were told that you were going to get money uh, if you solve it, like very, very few of them were able to solve it in a right way because like their brain kind of moved into like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to get money. And then the people who were told, oh, there's no – board basically like they were able to actually connect with their creative part of their brain and actually solve the problem that makes absolute sense yeah and like like, I feel like that's kind of like that's a balance that we need to figure out you know like even though we are working in a business and we're working for a client like sometimes you just need to forget about those things in order to be able to come up with a good idea and then come back to the your business brain I guess and it's it's such a challenge but like I think in a way it's kind of fun that we get to that you know like that we're not limited to one side or the other sure and we get to bounce from one side to the other I think that's really cool
0: it's all break it, broken down to choices you know like when we decided to go hey we're gonna be like the odd duck in the <laughs> society and go do art for a living the other people might have been like I'm gonna go follow this path and be a business person you know it's more regiment and it's it's consistent and I think by making those choices early on, then we're left at the exp- now we're in this uh, this situation where we're doing it professionally, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, there's all these like weird little nuances that come along with the territory of being a creative person or an artist, and trying to find that balance between you know making something amazing, fulfilling your own voice and your own destination, and and then you know creating something that the client's also going to feel benefited from. I always try to remember and remind myself and and kindly and and patiently remind my clients or whoever that if they forget that they've hired me for myself, you know, I say, I always say is there's a reason why we're together, you know, like I'm going to compliment your weaknesses with my strengths and vice versa, you know? So I can't pay myself out of nothing. So, you got to help right. me out <laughs> in, yeah, no, in that's, exchange that's then that. I have to help you with something completely different because you're not me and you don't have my experience. And it's just, we're just totally different and we're both so special in our own right, but together that's what makes a really great team. I think, you know, and acknowledging that and realizing that I think com- it's really amazing when you see it come out of companies, it looks like you guys have got it going on there at giant especially after the podcast with Jay and Leah, it's just like such nice people, such cool yeah, people. Yeah, awesome. And they got you there, which I found, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I, I, could, I was like, man, he must be working there because I started seeing the work. I was like, this is so awesome. Like, <laughs> this is <laughs> Thanks, this really cool that you're there too. And oh, there's an amazing team in there. The mantra there sounds really great, you know, just like do good things, make the work that you would want
1: to make and attract the right clients and stuff. Yeah, no, they they have a really really awesome um, ethos if you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I was going to ask you actually when you were talking about of clients, like I guess like how how you have you found it like now that you're working, I don't know how long you've been kind of like fully freelancing, but now that you're working more directly with clients and stuff. Yeah, it's been
0: it's it gets better each each time. I think it. Uh, I've been doing freelance now. I think for three three and a half years now, just from home. And, um, it gets my reaction or my interactions with clients get better each time, I think, because of my ability to communicate, um, and my maturity of just understanding what the job needs and trying my yeah. best to nail it. And, and, um, I think just being aware of there's so many little subtleties, you know, and each project is completely different. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sound like I know it, how to do it. Cause every time I start a job, I, I get antsy again, you know, like I'm doing it for the first time again because I'm never I'm not sure if this person's gonna understand me and all these different things. But I found it to be really I've been able to manage it pretty well. I, at least I think so. So it's been pretty successful. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's 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 great. Like I, I yeah, like I haven't had that much I guess a couple of years as well. Um kind of Freelance. Like dealing with clients and stuff. I do sometimes freelance, but I not, not really like you know before I had a baby, yeah <laughs> I had more time but no definitely not but um, but yeah like I, I think it definitely like everybody should kind of like even just to try it out, just like really like you were saying, trying to be the brain of the client rather than just their hands mm-hmm. and like trying to sell their ideas and stuff like I feel like it's such a good thing to have just yeah. in general
0: i think if you i um, just for me i think that if you can get the opportunity and a chance to wear different hats of the process you should you know uh that's one thing i really love and admire about a lot of the things in the japanese culture is is the system of of um development is from what i understand like let's just use like tattooing for example or or even like jujitsu for example or something you know like the belt system and and from from the way that we work in in my camp or my dojo or whatever, it's like you you get your belt based off of your own off of like your coach or your your sensei or whatever you want to call them. It's based off of their judgment. And mm. you and you if you excel one belt, then you've gone from the grunt to the next level. But you're helping the guy behind you, mm. and he's helping you. And it's like, and then the guy above you is helping you, and so it's like you're constantly helping one another to get better, to grow. But nobody is going to be the master necessarily, because there is no such thing. But you're just continually building yourself. And so what I'm saying back to the point of wearing multiple hats is, you should. Let's like say, for example, like with being a director, you should go and talk to your director of photography and just nerd out on what he does and or go work as a dp or learn sound and understand those processes that's that's a very being a director is huge it's a very big task you can break it down to something very small obviously and you know like comics like learn how to pencil and then learn how to ink and then learn how to letter and then learn how to color then learn how to write and then learn how to build and learn how to do all these things and learn how to print learn how to you know publish and all this stuff there's all those different processes. I think that it's important. The same as like what you're saying, I think it's important to also freelance so you can understand the good and the bad of it because it's not easy. <laughs> it's never consistent and it's always all, all over the place. But
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm rambling Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs>
1: no, 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 that's... These that's late great. night podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> those are the best, man. <laughs> Getting into psychology and radical clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's so much
0: to talk about though. Like there really is. And I think that, um, just these questions are, they're so broad and, and it's hard to really touch base on the big concepts, even in a conversation like this, you know, have your, has your interaction with clients been, have you been able to mature and and get yourself to a certain place creatively?
1: Yeah, I, I I like to think so. (laughs) Like I've, I've been like dealing more and more with clients and, I remember at first I had really had no idea what I was like, doing and I think like <laughs> one of the first times that I had to deal with like a real client other than like friends of friends type thing was like was for like this google project that we did with uh, like right after school basically and it was like pretty small and you know it's it's okay I guess I don't especially like it anymore um is this back in Bolivia no actually this was um uh, Right, like after school, I came back to Mexico for a few months mm. um, because that's where my 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 mom, mom and my siblings live. Um, um, but uh, that's where I did it, and my like, friend from school helped me out with it. But uh, I remember, like, you know, like it was a lot of like learning how to do this thing, you know, like like just like okay, what do you do with like the client, like and like trying to talk to them and like <laughs> just like making them feel like I, I realized like. Half of it is just making them feel like like you know what you're doing, even though when you're not sure what you're doing, you know, like it's just like like pouring out confidence to them so they can trust you um, yeah and it's, selling it's, it, yeah, and like after that, I like yeah, it's definitely helped me quite a bit, and now like I'm much more comfortable, like even a giant sometimes i um I'm kind of like helping out talking about whatever concepts and stuff, um which has been really amazing, and like. It's really cool that like Jay and leah like they trust they trust us, yeah uh, like that's that's it's really awesome, like whoever wants to really step up and like you know take over whatever project or like even like start selling ideas to clients and stuff they would they will let them and encourage it, and like it's just such a good environment to be,
0: yeah, because you actually get to be a part of the ownership of it, and then you know. Uh, that's just, yeah, it's a smart leadership really, you know, like if, I think if you try to undermine everybody and you micromanage everybody that just shows a lack of trust and then it shows a, a lack of connection with your, with your team, you know? And, and, uh, if you can, if you can avoid that, I think that's really where you get the best out of people, you know, it's not easy managing people, you know, it's a, it's an art form completely and all of its own, I think. It's a challenging one too. My hat's off to any business owner. I've had the chance of starting some businesses, and I'm like, ugh, no thanks. <laughs> it's way too scary, man.
1: Like, yeah, I, I, I still have some dreams regarding to that. We'll see what happens. Um,
0: you think down I, the road you're gonna start something up?
1: Well, that's kind of the idea, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. Like, like it's, it's scary. Like yeah. exactly what you said. Like, it, you know, it's just so much. You know, especially when like people are depending on their salaries and stuff. And yeah, they have babies. The thing, and yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh man. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like one of those things that it's like a little bug that came to me when I was like pretty young in mm-hmm. my teens, not that long ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how, uh,
0: how old are you, if you mind? Don't mind me asking.
1: I'm 24 now. die so young. <laughs> Damn you, yeah,
0: yeah. You have a lot of. F- fun stuff ahead of you, man.
1: Oh, a lot of a lot to learn, man. Yeah. yeah oh, but man. it's exciting. But yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, having aspirations are really important. Do you have is this something that just kind of came to you naturally or is it something
1: that you've always wanted to do? Yeah, I don't I don't know what sparked the whole idea actually. I was probably 15 or so when I I was just like, man, it like I I guess it's when I started to get really into motion graphics and I was like what is this whole deal, you know? Mm. And, like, I had no idea how you did the things. And I was just looking at, like, stuff that Motionographer posted on, like, Digital Kitchen and, like, Danny Young, like you were mentioning. And, like, it was just, like, man, these guys are amazing. And I had no idea what this was. And then later on, I realized, you know, after, I guess, Justin Cohn kind of coined the whole Motionographer idea and started learning it. And after that, I was, like, I would be really cool to, like, like do this for, for the rest of my life and, like, one of the first ideas that came to my head, I guess, it was just like, it would be cool to have a studio that does this. And um, um, yeah, I kind of like it's been there for a while. So, so hopefully it happens. Don't worry, Jay and Leah. He's not going,
0: <laughs> he's not going now. No. <laughs> you're all oh no no I mean I think but I think that's good and you're probably going to learn a lot
1: from them on how to do it right oh I've, I've learned so much like it's like before when I you know like it's so interesting because you know when I was a buck I just learned so much in terms of like a lot of like it's just the quality those guys have like the art directors and the animators so it's just like it was like constantly feeling like I was the worst animator in the room, right? And, like, <laughs> just, like, trying to push myself. And, and like, still to this day, you know, like, um, when it comes to design, like, there's, like, like L- there's Lucas and Giant and and Ant, and there's, like, all these other amazing designers, and I just look at their stuff, and I'm like, oh, man, I have so much to go in terms of design. <laughs> um, but, like, at Baki was, like, so much learning in that side. And all of a sudden, like, when I came to Giant Ant, it was, like, still a lot of that side and all of a sudden on top of that the whole kind of like working out with teams and directing and like dealing with clients and it was like this whole other aspect of the business always also added and it's like I've learned so much from like just like these amazing teams and it's just It's it's been amazing, such a blessing. Well, if we talk about if we go back to the beginning
0: of our conversation about you know repetition and and all that stuff and and the basic breakdown of how humans interact with one another, I think there's a really strong thing to say for working with some of the best people. Uh, It's one thing to read books and study people, but it's a whole another thing to go and work and, and cut your teeth with great people because that's really when you discover how good you are and how good other people are and what it really takes to make.
1: People great, you know. Absolutely, and I like for me actually. If you ask me what was the best thing in school, and I think most people would agree with that, it was just that you know it wasn't necessarily the teachers or the tutorials or the workshops or whatever, but it was like the fact that they were working. Almost, you know, there was always like this an am- amazingly talented person in your class, hopefully, and you're just learning from them as you work with them and stuff. And for sure, it, I can agree more with that. Just working with them, you learn so so much.
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Like that for me, uh, that was a big significant thing in my career. Uh, but I know that I've seen it in other people as well. I, When I look at um, growth spurts in creatives, usually it comes from them being either obsessive and, and crazy and really just, you know, <laughs> whatever it is that they want to st- be good at it they do it for like 12 to 14 hours a day for like six months to a year or something and that's really when they have a a really big significant growth spell um but it man it's so challenging
1: <sighs> i know and it gets just harder and harder like it, it does it really just, does you know then you need to start changing your priorities and then like like you know you probably know like then you start deciding oh well maybe my you know my area of growth at this moment won't necessarily be on my animation or design skills it will be on being a good husband and a dad yeah yeah man. and then you're like you're like i kind of like start switching priorities back and forth no well not switching priorities but kind of like focus i guess sure
0: it's a great point you know that's because it is priorities it breaks down to priorities and time you know priorities are is a is an extension of your time management you know and and, and that's a perfect example of how and why to shift your things around. Like, yeah, I might not, like, I might not be like crushing on a motionographer right now or the most popular guy, but my little kid loves the shit out of me and I'm so happy, you know? And yeah, and that's where a lot of people I find they lose themselves when they become parents. And I think that you should for a little bit, you should, you should change. Obviously it would be weird if you didn't change. But you should change, you should change, you know, in order to have that interaction with your child and your wife or your husband or your spouse or whoever. But I think that um, remembering who you are is important, too, and trying to keep that fire going. It's really challenging. I feel like I'm at a place where I'm just, I was sitting there today thinking, like, fuck, man. Uh, there's so much to do <laughs> and i just like yeah I don't know I'm just kind of disappointed with myself you know like even though I'm working very hard I just feel that I'm not where I want to be at all
1: I yeah just... no I, I, I totally hear you and I think like <laughs> like, you know it's kind of like refreshing and I hope it's refreshing to some people who are hearing out there that at least I I, I know like I'm not the only one <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know of course. like that you that you're like, um, and sometimes you're just kind of like in the middle of a, like a Wednesday at four p.m. in the middle of the week, you're just kind of like, oh man, I I I've been kind of stuck, you know, <laughs> like I haven't really had any like breakthroughs or anything lately, and like it just happens, like, and I feel like the the next day all of a sudden you're like super excited about this super new project, and all of a sudden the next week you're again, oh man, I'm <laughs> I'm stuck, you know, like it's, it's rhythms, yeah like I know like because sometimes I like just kind of like I come home tired at home and I'm just like because I didn't feel like I did something really cool or whatever and Fulfilling. I'm just talking to 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 my wife Femi Lou, and she kind of gets it because she's a photographer she's kind of like a bit in the creative area as well oh it's awesome and like and um yeah it's, it's amazing uh, but you know like so many times i i come home and i was like oh man i just feel like i'm not doing anything cool lately <laughs> and, and then she's like you always say that <laughs> you know, i was like i was like y- you always say that And all of a sudden like next thing you know you're super excited about our next project and stuff and it, it kind of is like
0: that you it's know it's a drug like, too it's a rhythm too it's almost like we have pms or something like you know, <laughs> we have a ebbs and flows of creative spirit Yeah, you know, like there's my friend anthony and i we always laugh and talk about that scene the shining where uh yeah jack is trying to write and she comes up and his wife is really nice and she's like you know hey how you doing and he's just like choose her a new one just because she's like in his space yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i would never say that or be like that but i like to anybody you know but i just sometimes like i have those moods where i'm just like oh like i'm so disappointed with myself like i haven't pushed myself i think it's good to succumb a little bit of that energy to give it mm-hmm. to yourself but for me i think you got to be cautious of not destroying yourself though like I was, yeah. t- I was telling my wife at dinner tonight i was like i just want to make everything amazing i was like is that so hard to ask and she like looked at me like yeah
1: it is so shut up <laughs> but yeah <laughs> we tend to be a bit of perfectionist and want to do everything right yeah or not even perfectionism
0: i mean i guess so in our own concept of what that is but i think it's just you know when you do something you're like okay like I've accomplished that, and I'm moving on. But sometimes in life, you you hit a spell where you're like, "Damn! Like I haven't felt that feeling for a little bit, you know." And I, for me, it's addicting. You know, it's
1: an addiction. Like that. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. Making something I, great. It's like, damn. <laughs> I know. We always talk about making something great. It's <laughs> so so freaking difficult. It's it's time usually. That's the That's the bummer because
0: then I know like okay, then I have to put like. 4000 hours into this until and then it's going to be amazing and then hopefully as you get older it's like okay now it's 3500 and now it's 3000 and now it's 2000 now it's 1000 you know and you get smarter about how you do things in order to achieve that i think the real key is just being acknowledging the brilliance of it in the moment that you're doing it and being thankful for it it's just damn it's so challenging
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but like a big a big part of that like you were saying like i know i, I feel the same way sometimes you know that you want to do everything right yes especially in the stuff that we do and like part of being humble i think is just sometimes recognizing just that you can't yeah <laughs> you know and like and just finding really amazing people who who can and that you can collaborate and like i know, i know for a fact like yeah I, that's happened to me so many times and i'm sure you have too you know like oh yeah Like you just kind of like let go a bit of you wanting to be the rock star of everything and like just finding really amazing people and like it's just, it's sometimes as rewarding or more rewarding, you know, like when like everybody's really into it and you can like share this vision and like just like make amazing things with other people. It's it's great. Like once you, a lot of times it just requires for you to just humble and I was like, dude, okay. You, you, you could probably make those designs if you spend, like, 5,000 hours to do it. <laughs> yeah, But you're better at, like, whatever, if I'm talking to myself. You would be better at this, at animating it. So why don't you just find someone amazing that will design it? Because you don't have all that time. Sure. <laughs> and, like, focus on making, like, your part amazing and, like, collaborate in, like, the best way you can. And yeah. um, sometimes you just you got to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a good way of looking at it because, I mean, I guess it depends on your goal and your destination, you know, and how far you want to take certain things and how good you want to be. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that's a really great piece of advice for anybody really is acknowledging your your weaknesses and strengths and complementing them with a great team. Because anybody that's any made anything really really amazing by themselves is great, but usually that takes many people that makes them. I was I was thinking about that just the other day. I was thinking like, um, who was I thinking about? I was thinking about like a famous person, and oh, let's say like Mozart. Okay, like okay, he's an, a, an amazing composer and a musical genius and a prodigy, but it, he didn't invent the piano. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's. He needed people to invent the piano, the violin, these other people, these craftsmen, these imaginative. Yeah, uh, just even the language, you know. Yes, yes. Musical language. Yes, but the 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 thing, the reality that hit me was so profound. It kind of struck me as like a a thought of an advice. I, I get these little pockets of inspiration. My brain just just like drops little nuggets on my. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I have this weird brain mentor or something, but it was interesting to think that because it's absolutely true and, and, uh, you know, like, this is a bad example, but, like, Hitler couldn't have won the war without people following him, you know? Like, it takes many people to do something, you know, like, powerful, good or bad,
1: Wait, did you say just Hitler won the war?
0: (laughs) No, no, I mean, they not won the war, but, like, you know, like, he won, they won many battles, you know, like, they they overcame many horrible things, you know, so, no, not won the war, so, (laughs) I was just, like, I know that there was a lot of crazy shit that was going on, but, basically, like, it takes many people to do things both good and bad, you know, so.
1: No, I agree, and I think one key word that you said there is, like, sometimes you need to acknowledge, like your knowledge and, like, your capabilities, but I don't think that means um, conforming to it, you know? Yeah. Like, like, because I feel like a lot of times we can confuse those two, and even that happens to me sometimes, you know? Yes. You get too comfortable with other people doing other stuff, and I'm not saying that that's bad. Like I said, like, that's amazing. But at the same time, I feel like something that I need to keep reminding myself all the time, it was like, yeah, okay, maybe that person can make many more amazing designs than I can, but that doesn't mean that I'm just going to, you know, conform to the design that I do right now, you know I should still like try to learn more and more and just like learn learn and push myself and push myself and um it's kind of like the balance between acknowledging and just not conformity to what you do you know
0: that's a great that's a great way of looking at it, man, yeah, I completely agree I think that there's I think one along your path of growth and development, at least for myself, the biggest strides in in growth and development that I've made is when I'm completely conscious of myself and my actions. And if you can be constantly, um, honest and non-objective, uh, perspective on your own accomplishments or just what you're doing, uh, I think you can grow a lot faster, you know, because you're, you're aware of yourself, you're self-aware constantly. So you're easily, able to reevaluate
1: and stuff it's you know? it's it's hard though because like ah uh, man like <laughs> it's so much easier to just kind of like feel emo it's like oh well, i can't just do that you know like I do that happens to me a
0: lot you know sure because of course happens to me it's, too it's
1: it's, it's it's hard but it's like okay snap out of it and say like okay you you can do better you know
0: <laughs> it might sound cheesy it was kind of funny this morning i was I've been doing a lot of jujitsu and every morning I've been going after I dropped my daughter to school and I was, I was like, fuck, I'm tired. I've done, I I did it six times this week and five days. And it's a lot, it's very, it's very challenging. It's like two hours of really hardcore work. And I was like, fuck man, I'm so tired. And I don't know who's going to be there. They're going to probably like kick my ass. Like, oh man, like, (laughs) like starting to get negative and defeated. And then I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty silly, but I put on, somebody sent me this link to Arnold's like motivational speech that I think he gave at like a, a graduation. And it was just cool because you, whether you love him or you hate him or whatever, he's a, he's a powerful human being, you know, like I respect, you know, some of the things that he's many able to manage to do. And so I put that on and I was listening to it It was like three minutes or something, and after I listened to it, I was like all smiling, like yeah, like all pumped up. I was like Arnold. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I went to jujitsu and I had a good time, and I, I did good. I did a good job, and I was thinking about Arnold. He had this one saying at the end of it, which I thought was really fun. He said that you can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in your pocket. And I was like, yeah, that's true, man. Mm. You got to go out there and do it, and not be afraid to fail, and be aware that you're going to fail and just keep going. Um, yeah, it's challenging. I've, I've encountered a lot of people, friends and people that are fans of the podcast who deal with the conflict of failure quite a bit and always asking for advice with these things. And do you have any advice for it? Cause I have some, but I'd like to hear what you, <laughs> how you deal with failures and daily failures or big failures and how to overcome those. And
1: yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's let's get deep here. If you want to, you don't have no, to. No, I I like I, I can only obviously speak from like personal experience and um, like I I know for myself, especially like probably last lately, I guess. Like it's just like it's more constant where I feel like I'm kind of like like I like I was telling you that you kind of feel stuck or you feel like what you did is just. Just bad you know and you you know that you can do better and you're just feeling constantly down and like a bit of like a failure and um you know like for me a lot of the times when that happens is that I just need to look away from what are looking my success well let me rephrase that what i what I see what my success look like like in the sense like you know I am not what my designs or my animations are you know and like I just Personally, I need to look away from. It. I need to look away, like to like you know my family, or I need to look away to to God, or I need to look away just from like this things that are you know a, a bit outside my control, and like just remember and kind of like realize like it, this is this is not this is not all you know like this is not what I'm made of, and this is not all that I am, and like just kind of like step away from that, take a deep breath, and then kind of like come back to it and then okay you know like like you were saying just like kind of like inspire yourself a bit like pep talk your your own self and like get into it and like go back to the to the field out there and like just make amazing things it's hard just to do like, that <laughs> yeah, it, it is but i think like you need like that's why i think like other parts you know having like your life and like whatever faith uh, like it's important because like it gives you another perspective to your work, like just looking it through like you know you have, I have a wife, I have a kid, you know like i like i've got a family and stuff, and like just being able to focus on something else for a bit that I love and i like I passionately care for, and then looking back to my work, it just kind of like helps you to say okay you're you're you know you're not too bad because <laughs> you know you're not fully depending on yourself type thing, and um totally. It just it just it just helps you to kinda of like like I was saying, like give you your own pep talk so you can go back and like, okay, I feel crappy because that was amazing and I just would never be able to do that, but now <laughs> let's go back to it and like 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 let's make it the best I can, you know? Yes. Yes.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's challenging. I think that it's easy to get lost in the idea of the things that you create become you and and be aware that they aren't you. They are just they're almost like you know how like time machine works in the apple like mac you know like yeah, yeah. it's almost like they're they're little folders you know <laughs> yeah every, totally. every day is a folder in your time machine and your those are your past self and the past should not define you it does certain ways you know it, you know like in the past i learned how to speak english so therefore it's affecting my current right now but so there's certain things, right? But I think the surface level things like your art and all these things, which we, sh- we do find to be incredibly important, enough to sit up late at night and talk about it, uh, they do impact you, but I think it's a very... It's challenging. I've said that advice before to people and I've given it to myself and I always find I slip back into that 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 realm of like oh wait shit i am not this i need to remember that i'm not this thing you know like i'm not i'm not this thing that people think i am necessarily i'm a completely i have way more dimensionality to who i am as a person you know and
1: yeah for sure
0: being aware of those things and like you said it's a really great powerful distraction but it, family you know like having people that you can depend on and they can depend on you and you can grow and change with them i think that's really significant you know and i think that's really important for creatives not necessarily family but i mean of course family is great for anybody but um i think uh, something else you know here's the yeah next. creatively absolutely. i sorry i d- didn't mean to jump in but the 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 way that seems to help for me, and, and I'd love to know more about how it works for you. But I try to spread myself out creatively, even throughout the day. So part of the day will be drawing, the other part will be writing. I'm writing some films right now, and the other part will be developing things for other projects. And then the other one will be designing for films. And then one other thing will be, like, jujitsu, and the other one will be, like, cooking dinner. And then the other thing will be family but like spreading out all these things. Sometimes if I don't get the flow right, I get really fussy because I feel like I didn't get anything accomplished because everything was so spread so thin. Yeah. But, but when you get that flow, it works really well. I don't know if you spread yourself out like that creatively. Do you do that to help yourself? I,
1: you know, like I, I've i never really consciously thought about it, but now that you mention it, I guess, I guess yeah. Like especially with so many different tasks that like a giant ant, I'm like, talking to clients I'm doing storyboards I'm like jumping in design and then I'm animating and then I have like meetings about different projects and stuff and then like I go for a bike ride come home like maybe make dinner not as often as I should <laughs> 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 but like and like um I guess I guess in a way yeah and I like I I guess I do express spread myself creatively in the sense and now that you say that like it uh that's really helpful you know like it's when I look back and I was like, the fact that, you know, you're not just constantly just putting your creative input into one single thing, it just really helps, you know, I guess it's kind of like, like Plato. the more you use it, the more malleable it is and stuff in different areas. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really good advice, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't know, though, I'm, you know, even when I say it, I think to myself, but then I go, oh, but then I'm just a uh, jack of all trades, but a master of none, you know, and yeah is that the life that I want to have and sometimes you know I answer to that going yeah it's okay like um, I brought up this in a couple podcasts maybe prior but I found out because I I'm starting to write a lot more and and I really love it but I get exhausted when I do it so I switch over to different things or and I found that I was really enjoying some stories and then I would that story would die for me mm. and so I would just store it away and then years later I'd revisit it and and then I'd put all this energy back into it and it was a lot of fun and and I and I thought there I thought that I was just kind of like a shitty writer I just you know like come on push through it you know like don't be a bitch like continue writing you know and and then I realized and I found out that like Stephen King writes like that hmm. uh, he, his process from what I've understood there's this book that I'm I should have it in the mail soon it's about his writing and how he's how he writes and basically where he writes a lot of stories but he he writes them until he feels like he's put all the energy that he can to that thing, and then he stores it away and comes back to it later on. But then he jumps onto other things, so he just keeps himself on that that high, basically, and keeps himself going. And then once he comes back to that other story, he's developed and changed, and he has a whole different perspective on it, and he can readjust and change it, and, and then write and build it off from there. And so he he might instead of having like one. A great story that he just writes straight through and muscles through it. He, maybe he'll have ten of them, but they take three years to get done. You know, right? It's
1: that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Like what you could say about that really is find what works for you in a way. You know, when yes. with so many ways you can say that, especially in the creative fields. But like if you know finding your creative input is just by like playing with your kid or like just hanging out with friends or just going for a walk or whatever that is uh helps you to come back to the idea of fresh. Then go for it. And if it is just you banging yourself against the cintiq or whatever <laughs> like, until until something comes out, then just just go for it. You know, like it's it's really like I guess I don't know. It'll change with people to people. Uh,
0: yeah, it was, this is another thing that I was that re- regards this concept of break and, and, and pause and, and release of energy. There, I was watching one of my favorite films, Pi. It's uh, one of Aronofsky's first films, I think. I love it because it's inspiring to me uh, just seeing his development as a director and a storyteller. But I really love the concept of building a film about math and the spiral because I'm fascinated by that stuff. But
1: yeah, I love that stuff.
0: I don't know if you remember. Have you seen that film recently?
1: not recently now. <laughs> it's been a while i used to watch it with my brother when he because he's super into films okay um, like that's like the, the little i know of films and stuff and like the films that you've mentioned is probably just because of my brother but it has been like 10 years probably
0: okay well you probably will probably not forget remember this scene but there's this really great scene where he's talking to he's at his uh his mentor's house and he's playing the I don't know what the name of the game is. It's like a very ancient Chinese like checkers game, and 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 he's he's telling his mentor like I'm going fucking crazy. I think I found this number, but I can't figure it out, and blah blah blah. And his mentor is like, you need to take a break. You're gonna go crazy. You're gonna find these numbers everywhere, these similarities in nature, and you're gonna you know take. 216 steps to your house and you're going to walk and hold your breath for 216 seconds or whatever, you know, you're going to find these things because that's how the human mind works. And he was saying, you need to take a break so that you can have clarity. And when you come back to it, it'll, it'll, the, it'll, it'll reveal itself. And he was saying something about like a famous mathematician or something. He was, his wife said, you know, he was going crazy over this formula, trying to figure out how to like calculate mass or something. And he, his wife's like, you need to take a bath he would smell like shit or something i don't know but anyways she coaxed him into taking a bath taking a break and he jumps in the bath and then he watches the water displace and then by doing that he understood like how to calculate mass and comparison and all that kind of yeah, stuff that's awesome. and so he was like you need to take a you need to take a bath you know like he was telling you take a bath and it was just for me i was like that's really similar to um creative and i have a real hard time stepping away when things are really challenging i just want to throw my my head at it continually but um yeah, it's been really challenging. I've been fighting it like constantly because I feel like if I take a break when it gets really hard, then I'm just gonna give in. I'm weak, you know. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but that's that's a good point that you make. Like, like <clears throat> I was saying, this podcast a while ago. I can't remember which one it was, um, but I was talking about you know like how when you're learning things, like just by the very nature of our brains, like our brains literally need rest. Like yeah and like even when you like the example they gave is like when you're trying to learn like whatever something in guitar or like just like some chords or riffs or whatever and like you're not really quite getting it especially when you're learning but like if you do it at night basically and you just kind of like play with it for a bit and then go to sleep like they were saying like the likely that you'll get it so much better in the morning it's like ridiculous you know and it's like yeah because your brain actually you might be sleeping but your brain is actually like having the time to just kind of like analyze it and like kind of like learn it almost and then you're like do doo doo when you get it back and it's it's true i guess like we are we need we have physical needs after all and yeah <coughs> you must have come to those you know yeah i made i when i was in school i made this really embarrassing short film one of many i guess um uh, I think it was like one of my first projects in school, and it was called "The Process of an Idea." Don't look it up. I hope it's not online anymore. I should probably <laughs> go and take it down. Gonna,
0: that's um, going to be the main link on the on the <laughs> bo- podcast
1: links. <laughs> um, but it's like it's basically it was like a live action assignment or something. Um, <clears throat> and like the main thing for me in that project was like I was playing with audio because I'm like fascinated with music and audio and stuff. And it was like it's not it was nothing new really, but I just. Like exploring the idea of let, like every single sound that one scene made got looped and start creating, you know, like, you know, like the whole song was made of the sounds that the scene made. So like I opened my book or my alarm rings and then did went, and next shot, like I opened the the blinds and then, and just kind of like goes on and on. Like there's been some videos like that, but like that was like the the technique that I was following, but the story... <clears throat> it was basically me trying to come up with with an idea <clears throat> and uh and like the whole thing is like me trying to come up with like different ideas like different outputs and like writing and like looking into books inspiration whatever, and then eventually I'm just kind of like super exhausted and just kind of like, Ah, step away, and then you just kind of like go for a walk and then like I'm like exhausted I lay down in my my bed and then that's kind of when the idea comes in. <clears throat> And like I still think that there's some element of truth to that story, you know, like how you know you you are like really thinking hard about a certain idea or a certain thing and like when you think you're resting of it, I feel like your brain still is working without you realizing. Oh yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, boom, when you start thinking about it again, it's there, you know? And like it, it doesn't happen always, it actually happens just rarely, but I think just stepping away really is a good advice in general sometimes
0: you could really channel it. I think, I think if you, uh, I think, I don't know if you're talking to, referring to this podcast, but I think it was Vitaly, Vitaly and I were talking about a bit about that and he's a very powerful person and he was talking about, you know, manifestation and thinking about the day before the day before happens, like the night before you plan your day and then the night before you work it all out and then mentally and cognitively dedicate and commit to the actions of tomorrow. And, Therefore, your brain, when you wake up, your mind is kind of mentally prepared and aware of like what you're going to propose to do, and and so you're ready for it. So it's not necessarily a surprise. And just mm, tack- that's interesting. Tackle those things. <clears throat> There's this book that he referred me to read, which I found to be fascinating and, and very motivational. Which is called "Eat That Frog," and it's about like tackling your hardest tasks in the in the beginning of your of your day and because it sets contrast to everything else. And then also like it builds you up to be a stronger person. It's very challenging to do because, Mm. because I'm like, ah, fuck this. I just want to do like my own. (laughs) Like, I just want to, I'm lazy right now. I just want to send out some emails and maybe do this other thing that doesn't take too much time and energy, you know? Um, but when I'm really being powerful, I usually will tackle the hardest things. Do you find, do you find that to be a challenge for yourself?
1: Yeah, one one thing that you were talking about, though, that reminded me of, what's this movie? It, I thought it was going to be a chick flick, and it ended up not being a chick flick. Um, I was watching it with, with my wife. Um, it's Love Something. This is the guy who, like, time travels or something, because he's passed on by his dad. It's like a genetic thing. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Like It's called Love? Love Something, or... Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you when I remember it. Yeah, please do. Um, but like the one thing I like, well, there were a couple of things actually. I was surprised that I actually liked some parts of the movie. <laughs> but one thing, one thing that was really cool is that, basically, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler, but uh, you know, he, this guy, gets to, like, travel back in time, um, because like every every single male in his family has this capability, and one thing that he realized is that his dad was an incredibly happy person all the time. And then me, you know, before his dad was gonna his dad was gonna die or something, his dad told the guy, Well, I'll tell you the secret why I'm so happy. And the secret is that I haven't used quote unquote the power for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like or or was it that? No, no, hold on. I'm messing up. He said like every time I finish a day, I go back in time and I revive that whole day and I would do the things that I would have done better better. Mm. You know? And then like that was that was it advice, you know, like every time I just revive it again and I just do it better. And then like the son basically said, Well, I really like what my dad did, but I took it to the next step. I took it to the point that I don't even want to go back to the revive that day. I just wake up in the morning deciding that I'm gonna live this day as if, as if it was the second time I'm living it. Sure. And um you know, and like, and I think like there's some elements like really truth to that. And like, like I, I, for example, with, with my wife, a lot of the times that I need to remind myself is, um, and like, I don't mean to quote too much stuff of the Bible here, but there's no, like, it's fine, um, there's one verse, that text about, you know, like when you're talking about like wives and husbands and like husbands to like lay their lives for the wives, you know? And like, it's something that like, I just feel like I constantly need to remind me, it was like, You know, like if I'm actually loving this person, I would give my life for them. I would, I need to show that in my actions. You know, Mm -hmm. and like, and I think like that can apply to so many things. You know, like it's just like, do it, do it the right way, and like, it's it's incredibly hard. You know, like beautiful, yeah. (laughs) But but I feel like it's it's a really good thing to remind us. Um, But yeah, I don't know if (laughs) I started going a different direction, but
0: no, not at all. I think that's a beautiful way of approaching things. I think that's a really honorable and a and. A memorable way of approaching situations you know and looking at things and being thankful for what you have and also um i don't know this is kind of what you're saying for me my perspective is that you know you must be aware of what you have and be thankful for it and and appreciate and uh really own that yeah absolutely
1: you know. absolutely
0: the moment that those realities slip is when you start to think think that you know the wallpaper in your room needs to be a different color because it's affecting your mood and you know that's when like the small things in life affect you more than they should you know because you're not observing the idea that hey i'm is i'm in a house and it's covering the sun and it's covering the rain i'm just thankful for that yeah i think the people that i find to be the happiest some of the happiest people i know are the guys that do jujitsu And they don't make a lot of money. They don't have, you know, crazy possessions. They just, they have themselves and what they do and what they believe in, what they love. And they're kind of, I mean, this is very, they're kind of like monks almost in a sense where um, their approach to life and how they look at it is very interesting. So... But um I, I I find it to be really interesting for me because it's been a wake-up call because I was getting complacent and lost in what is important, you know, especially in the beginning of my career um, just thinking that work was more important than anything and anybody you know and being being consumed by that.
1: You know, yeah, it's I, dangerous. I, I hear you. like when I was like when I was in LA, I worked in a buck like. I didn't have anybody right there. Like, the only reason why I moved there was because of that. And, like, mm. that was my life, right? Like, it was, like, that's all I had. And, like, I learned so much, and it was amazing. But, like, I, I look back, and there were so many times that I was I was just not necessarily happy, you know? Yeah. Like, even though, like, I felt like my work was, like, really kept, like, you know, getting into a speed. And I feel like, I, th- I think everybody should have that at one point. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but, uh, like, like at the same time, you look back and you're like, well, that was great for that period. But if I was still there, I would be so depressed, basically. <laughs> in, the, in that place in my brain, if I still was there, where everything depended on the quality of my work, yes, uh, it would be really, uh, maybe some people can do it, but it would be really tough for me, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know anybody that can really do that and maintain a really good psyche. Um, the people that I know that do do it and continually do it uh, they're very unbalanced, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and I myself was and I know so many people have that same f- problem. But yeah, it's uh, but I like we said, I think that you I think everybody that wants to do great work should give themselves and sacrifice themselves and sacrifice a couple years of their life to it. Um, I think you owe it to yourself to do such a thing, you know, mm-hmm. because you need to set cotton contrast, I think, you know, by doing by committing yourself to whatever it is that you are setting out to do. But yeah, like doing, giving advice, I always feel shady about it because everybody is so different and everybody has their own path and their own, their own ups and downs and problems. And, you know, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like a way of looking at it differently, it's like, you know, we're just kind of like sharing our experience. Sure. Of course. I know. If it's, if it's good advice, good. If not, (laughs) just just don't take it.
0: (laughs) Yes, of course. I, I just, I always worry that, you know, I'm gonna say something stupid and somebody's gonna take it for by heart and then they're gonna use it wrong and I I'm gonna feel bad.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. But one thing that you were saying, you know, about like kind of giving to yourself that extra you know, almost filling your life with work. Yes. Um years, I think though I you know, I'm thankful in a way that I, I did that and I know a lot of people who did and like I feel like right after school if if you're going to school or whatever, like it's for me it was like probably the perfect time because like you're still excited about things and like there's all these new things that you can try and that you can really focus on on work really. And uh I thought it was really useful for me because there wasn't really that many distractions for that first period. And then I don't know. I just found it really, really useful to just do great stuff and focus on those things after yeah. school.
0: I find that I found that school never stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's laughs> for sure. <laughs> Real schools for me started at Prologue. That's when school actually really started. That's when I was like incredibly inspired and incredibly challenged and humbled. That's really when it happened for me. Uh, everybody's different, obviously, but that was the, that was the big change for me in my life. It's like, oh wow, like I'm I'm really here. This is really this is really where I need to be. You know.
1: Yeah, I think I felt a bit the same way at Buck. Sure. Um, but I mean, kind of like that time where you're like, you know, you're still trying to do the piece that you're proud of. And, uh, um, you know, maybe looking for a place to collaborate or intern or people to work with. Like, I feel like that that short period, um, it's kind of like good. But I agree with you that like, oh man, like every day is a day <laughs> in school. <laughs> yeah, or like look at what you're saying
0: like you're under you're starting to get more um, responsibility at the shop by interacting with clients, and so that's a whole different ballpark because you can't just be hide hide behind your emails to your superiors. You you have direct contact with these people, and I personally like that better because it's all communication. So the closer I can get to the person that I'm communicating with, the better. So. Um, I agree. Yeah. It's for me at least it is because I'm just trying to talk to people really creatively, you know. So but that's cool and and so that's an education and that's a whole other like realm of education, you know, which is really great. I really think it's awesome. And, and I think, I
1: think it, it shows up even sorry, I didn't no, interrupt, no But, no, but no. like 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 just the podcast itself, it's kind of like little lessons here and there, you know. Like it's like you like I think one of the cool things about it is that you know we as like the the listeners we're kind of like like learning along with you or like it's just I don't know it's just like really cool how the interaction with other people really just teaches you new things,
0: absolutely. I was just talking to um my old coworker Ilya, who was a big inspiration for me as a designer from Prologue, and um, he was just giving me props, which was nice, um, about the podcast, because uh, it's been going on for a while now, I think, I can't remember, I've kind of been a blur, but, um, yeah, he was just saying, he was saying, like, just give me props, and I said, you know, thanks, I think, really, the, there's a lot of reasons for it, but one of the big ones was because... Uh, there was so much interaction that I was having with creatives when I was at prologue that it was when I had broken that connection by not being in the shop all the time mm-hmm. or being close to everybody. Um, it put me into a, like a creative shock, you know, like I wasn't able to go over to the monitor and go, Oh, what are you doing? Or have you seen this? Or cause yeah. I'm very social. And, and so, um, the podcast was almost like a, a reach, to getting back that connection you know and talking with people that i admire and really respect and i got some shit the other day from somebody on twitter because they said i'm not i don't have enough females on the podcast and i, I, I got so offended by it because it's not about your fucking sex or your yeah. face and i was really offended by it because um it's not about that and and uh I don't want mean to rant and turn this into a rant, but it was just a bummer to hear that people find that to be more important than people's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even the, it's just kind of how the industry is. The numbers are kind of odd like that. It's still kind of like a dude's industry, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and it's, I mean, I don't know if that's unfortunately. It's just that's what it is. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of like, I don't know even when I had females like my friends on like even Jessica Hish when I had her on and she and I was saying like yeah people were giving me crap about it and I'd find it to be kind of odd and sexist to even give me crap about it because by acknowledging like, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, not like you're doing
1: like oh I'm just gonna get mad like, <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: well people they, it was really awkward and odd and people were like yeah you know like affirmative action and like get talking shit and like giving me all these statistics and numbers, like. Like, I'm just this evil person, and I'm like, go make your own podcast. And you know, like, what the heck? It's just, and but what I learned from that is, is when you think that you're entitled to, when you think you're entitled, uh, I think it leads you into a weird thing. And I'm jumping all over this place of this conversation. I apologize, but no, no, I think, uh, the lesson I think anytime that somebody pushes my nerves or pushes me emotionally, good or bad, I, I like to sit and think about it for a second and go, like, so why am I upset about this and really digest it and, and take it to both lights, you know, the dark side and then the light side and obviously at first I was very offended and upset and just kind of like, wow, it's so rude and I'm doing this, like, you know, out of passion and love and, and it's not, you know, people don't have to listen to it if they don't want to And but um, what I was thinking to myself is like, oh, wow, like, I should be cautious about, like, what I put out there into the world and if I start being acting like I... Um, I'm entitled to my, you know, like to bitch about something. I should think twice about it and be just thankful that I'm able to even be here, (laughs) you know, like, so it was just like, um, sorry, I'm totally going on a random.
1: No, 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 no. I think like, even just like we were touching, what you were touching on like being entitled and like, it's kind of like the opposite of just being humble. And like, I feel like in order to be able to be, part of like the industry and the community and stuff it's just like I like every single person like including you or like everybody's so like reachable and like all the people who are i see they have amazing work they're you know they have this certain humility and there's not like they're entitled and i think like, that, like that's like such a character that, that a characteristic that you need to have in, in in this field i think and um like i love the fact that people are so open and like, we're just willing to talk or just like spend a couple hours talking to a guy on Skype, you know, like I, yeah. I just love that stuff. And
0: I'm so surprised when people are, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is so great. <laughs> I was just, I, I've been a fan of this guy. Yeah, work. totally.
1: And I think like, that's kind of like one of the things that I was like thinking you're going back to like the festival, like how everybody just wants to share their knowledge. And everyone's so open to sharing their knowledge. And by sharing all that knowledge, we all make the industry better. Yes. And I just love that stuff, and I I like, want to make you know in my own little way, in whatever way I can, like make the industry better, you know, like and help not just in the creative field, but like even the whole way we think about like just clients and agencies and pitches and all those things. Um, what like, do you think of
0: all this stuff? Because this is a great forum to do that too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I I really love approaching these things as well and talking about that. Here, yeah, I, I,
1: I well, I don't know. I, I, I find a lot of people who disagree with me, but like, in my personal opinion, and this might cut off some clients, I hope they don't listen to it. But like, the agency model for me is just a bit ancient,
0: it was very ancient. <laughs> no, it's, it's like,
1: like top bottom, it's type not gonna thing. last and
0: long, it's gonna, it's 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 on its way out, man. I
1: that's what I hope so, you know, like, and that's one of the things that really attracted me with Giant Ant that you know, like, even though we do work for agencies a lot. Uh, we we do try to do a lot of work um, to directly to clients, and I know like the budgets, you know, like they're like nowhere near agencies, but like but they're getting there, you know. Like like I feel like the the industry is kind of like shifting a bit. I think that's really exciting. But like I feel like the model of like you know getting like in front of the client, the ten best studios in the world, and getting them to To choose their favorite, and then only the one they choose is the one who gets paid. It just seems kind of odd to me, you know?
0: Yeah, that's I. Yeah, it's very odd, and I always I laugh about this because I, I I bring up like let's look at other people's professions. Let's look at like lawyers, right? You think lawyers would allow this kind of bullshit to happen? (laughs) Only it's like only creatives, not only creatives, but it's 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 a very
1: common. It's like such an ancient method. I just think this. I just think it's it's absurd and like, well, the word that I should use is, it just seems unjust, the fact that they're getting like the huge budgets, right, mm. and like the people who are actually want to like put their creative input and stuff, well, I shouldn't say that, but like the smaller companies that are really willing to do amazing work as well, they're just not in the market because, you know, there's this list already that agencies have had for years and if you're not in it, getting in it is just almost impossible, you know.
0: Yeah, it's just pretty gross, and they're just continually spinning around shit, and it just can—it's like a shit storm. Yeah, it's really disgusting, but it's just part of—it's part of an older industry that I think is dying, uh, and I'm watching it—I'm watching it change constantly, and and I'm hoping that—that's one of the other goals of this podcast is to enlighten the younger generation, and along with like the rest of the uh, working, working generation of people that are doing this in this industry is and in hopefully giving enlightenment to information which is allowing them to be more empowered about their decisions and stuff and yeah the the whole idea of the agency thing and that that whole system is just kind of it's just whack dude there's dudes that are getting paid like five times more than anybody else they're just sitting in a room and they're kind of just sending emails really uh, just
1: gathering a couple of google images it's
0: really gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, but, you know, they have their story and they've... Sometimes you don't have to be... Not sometimes, almost all the time. I've, le- I've learned this a lot through the Hollywood thing because it's really gross, actually, the Hollywood thing that I've... Not all of it, but a lot of it that I've found is... Mm. It's it's incredibly, like, two-faced and weird. And it's like it's more... It's not about, like, what you do. It's about, like, who you fuck over almost in a weird way. Yeah. It's, it's really... It's almost a counteractive thing where it's um it's not necessarily about the work it seems and I don't I'm not going to play that you know like that's not the game I'm going to play if I decide to do this I'm going to do it my own way and it's going to be the way that I feel is just and reasonable and the best that I can at least you know but I can't please everybody and you got to just do things as you feel is fit but yeah the state of the industry is fucking weird this yeah like...
1: <laughs> I think I want to make things and it's like I've, I have, like, a list of, like, these little projects that I once would like to do, and one of them, but I hope someone else does it, actually, is that, like, it's just, like, really, like, making <laughs> just a documentary of, like, just the simple process of, like, how from the client through the whole agency to the whole reps through the whole, like, different ten studios <laughs> to, like, the actual artist who makes it. like how that whole connection happens and how like just kind of show in a way the absurdity of it like if you get the
0: numbers too that'd be great
1: I know like that'll be like that'll be such a compelling argument to just show like hey this model is not made for like this you know the industry that we're working on nowadays like it's just it just doesn't fit you know I'm a busy
0: fucking guy. I got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm down to help in any way towards Let's that. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'm 100% down to that because I think that um it's very powerful to create these motion infographics, these documentaries, these ways of explaining story and stuff. I think I think one of the big problems we have is we're not able to explain and articulate our desires and wants and needs and, sh- and show how fucked the system is, you know, and I think if we can somehow easily convey in like a two, three minute thing that this is the process of it, this, this isn't, this isn't really necessarily work. It's not just, you know, this yeah. is what we think would be better, you know, like instead of just bitching, because, you know, if you're just bitching then you're not doing anything except bitching. But I think proposing a possibility of how it could be and doesn't necessarily have to be, but encouraging a new way of thinking and encouraging a new way of approaching problems, approaching the situation and, and, and growing, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a better industry basically, you know, like, uh, personally, uh, I don't care to be a millionaire. That'd be cool. But like, I don't do this stuff to be a millionaire. Some people do and they, they become a millionaire. Like I know people that do this stuff and own companies and they're very, very wealthy. Um, but you don't necessarily have to, and so. But you don't have to necessarily kill yourself to do it, you know. So.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Let, let's let's make a call a call out to anybody who wants to make this little video happen. To just.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be great. and
1: we'll make it happen. <laughs> I think if you
0: have like the numbers, so we say like, okay, like let's look at hypothetically what okay, uh, client X has five million dollars. Let's start yeah. breaking down. Okay, five, client X has five million dollars, and they go out to this agency, and this agency goes out to five of their main list people that they've trust and that they've worked with before. They have them all pitch, which those guys all spend X amount of money to put their resources together to pitch and try to win. Then only one of them wins. The other one, the other ones of these guys, miss out on like X amount of money, and then that one guy, that one team, they go, they take five million dollars. And then the top guys cut off like 2 million off the top of that. And they say that they only have 3 million. And then, and then the people that are below them don't even know how much money it is, but they're doing it. And then you exactly. go all the way down to the, like the person that's actually
1: not in <laughs> connection
0: with the client, but actually having to do all the work, you know, you, you, and then you have, you know, all the different roles and directions of everybody. I mean, I think we're probably pissed off a lot of people because we might make them feel like they're unimportant, but some, you know what, to be completely honest, if you're getting away with this shit now, you better be aware that you're not going to forever. So, be, you know, like, if if all you do all days is send emails and, and look at Google or something, like, you're not, war- that's not warranted. That's not, like, what is that,
1: you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, like, that said, though, like, I I have had, like, a handful or less experience where, like, there's the actual cold, our directors from an agency, they actually were our directors and it's like the rarest thing. Mm, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like those people should, in my opinion, get out of there. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like, because like, you can tell they want to do stuff, but uh, I, I don't know, like I've never worked in an agency, so I can't rant too much about it. Um, but like, I do, I, I do feel like that the model is just, it's just flawed and, and you know, it's, it's gotta change.
0: Yeah, and I think that comes from awareness. You know, anytime that you uh, engage a change, you must cause an awareness so that people can, they have the tools to work with, basically, and they can kind of use those to their advantage and stuff. And I think uh, that... Ab-
1: ab- absolutely. And, like, did you did you get to see the internet zone boy?
0: Yes. Oh, like, man, that was heavy. I I only got through half of it. Uh, I need to
1: finish it. You see? should finish it. Because, like, for me, that's one of the examples of, like, just how, like... Holy shit. Like the awareness of like stuff, like really change stuff, you know. Like,
0: it's scary with that stuff because my mind is so busy, and when I think of that stuff too, it's just like another nagging thing at me. But it's (laughs) so, but it's knowledge though, right? So, you know, ignorance is not bliss, it is, but it isn't. I don't agree with that, you know, necessarily. But yeah, that was uh, the for those that are listening, uh, we're talking about. This documentary that you sent me over called internet's own boy and it's about um it's that freaking guy that created uh what Aaron schwartz yes what did he do? the wikileaks right is that what it is no, no he no, uh, well he,
1: he he co-founded reddit or was reddit was that's quote, it right? yeah um it's crazy he's done a bunch of things basically the guy behind all the sopa and like anti-sopa and pipa and stuff
0: it's really crazy because we're in a really big interesting site so social change uh powers are changing the the rich that once run things are fucking running running for their power they're freaking out because the way the internet's spreading information and where power really is is in information now you know it's not in like how many missiles you have i mean of course that's important but now it's like how much information you have and where you store that information and how you release that information. And, uh, yeah, it's It's a fucking it's pretty nuts. I need to finish it though. I guess, yeah, you should. I it's, guess it's, it's, it's amazing. I have a challenge. I have it's really challenging for me to, I don't know. You probably different for me, but I've been having a real hard time dedicating any blocks of time to anything other than my own like selfish ambitions of creativity and stuff. And, I've been finding it to be really a challenge with just even watching a film without grabbing my phone and
1: just like. No, I, I, I'm Zoom way, like, (laughs) like even like just reading books and stuff, like the only way I've been able to, to do so is like when I have like some type of like, like mindless task or repetitive task at Mm -hmm. work or like at home. Yeah. but i can just like kind of like listen to it while i'm doing stuff yes. but it's like almost other than that there's almost like no time one thing that like uh, like we as a family do is like we don't we don't work on sundays mm, it's good and like like it yeah you know, we you know we do take that as a like a rest day but like it's, all, it's something like it's just so refreshing you know to be able to like okay you know like i'm not working on that like and i can just read i can relax i can go for a walk you know we can go to church or whatever like it's just so nice to be able to have like that one day sure you need that, that rest that re- reset yeah but i like other than that like it's like i'm I'm with you Like it's like there's no time for anything it's there isn't crazy. and, it's, and there's, there's too much information to take in
0: <laughs> yeah you because you, you sent me a, a bunch of really cool things i think i sent you too and it's challenging yeah. like then another great thing about the podcast is people send me really great things you know links and just awesome stuff because they're just they're in keyed into what i'm talking about and what we're talking about and they want to share that and but it's so challenging to be able to watch all this content it's just like a full-time job to really consciously observe these things you know and even like films too like when I start studying a film like I only got halfway through Pi the other night because I just wanted to go (laughs) right I was like okay like I'm so inspired like I'm gonna turn this off now and go right yeah but um yeah it's just challenging but that to go back on the the idea of this this project like I said I know we're all so busy but I'm all about projects like this that are actually substance and they could possibly help change and especially knowing your abilities and skill set possibly combined with like my design thing or whatever I can help with that it could be really it would interesting. be amazing man could be, be sc- cool. could be it be really cool could be a game changer of sorts that could be really interesting and I think it would be really cool for people to see it you know like we we can even use the example of like Life of Pi or whatever that movie was mm. with the tiger and rhythm all that stuff and, Hughes. and rhythm and yeah. hues and stuff. Cause we brought that up quite a few times and just, you know, the the concept of pitching and, and what that does and, you know, like, is it good? Is it bad? Why, you know? And, but I think it's, I think the key is to break it down to what it is all about really. And it's about money, you know? Yeah. It always comes back down to the, to the dollar. And I think if you can take a, I doubt any company will disclose the amount of money that they they exchange, but it'd be really amazing to get somewhere close to it so we can be accurate with like, you know, start with $5 million and then, and then you break it down, you teeter it all the way down to the main, the main three people or four people or 10 people or 20 people that yeah. are doing it. And those total all that time that they're working on it, which is like three to four weeks. Cause they're, you know, they're impatient and they want their amazing project done. And, you yeah, know, yesterday. yesterday or two, <laughs> two weeks ago. And, 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 and that whole amount is only like 250000 max, you know? <laughs> and yeah. where does all that extra money go in? it could possibly just go back into the company, and the company reinvests in itself, and that's, hey, that's totally fine. That's part of the process. It pays for the AC and the health and all this stuff, you know? And, which is one thing I try to bring up when Jay and Leah were on. It was just, like, talking about, you know... Just, running a business and the cost mm. of these things, it's very expensive and it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes in is involved with it, you know? So, but yeah, it's just, I think in order to make it really good and really accurate, we must get both sides, you know? Yeah. We well,
1: get, if, if anybody yeah. out there has, insider information that wants to share it anonymously yeah share with (laughs) us
0: or if you're a producer or you know like because i think we need to be really respectful and come from every angle you know like producers and executive producers and directors and then grunts like us who actually do all the work or lots of the work (laughs) you (laughs) know in our perspective of it you know so and getting a better perspective but that could be really cool
1: yeah, yeah what should, should
0: totally did one of the projects that you did that I think it always sticks with me, and I probably brought it up like I think the first time I saw it, I shit myself and then I talked about it for months after that, but it was the uh, waiting for Superman I think it was yeah 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 that that was it was a way i it was a way of telling a lot of information in a very beautiful way, and it was so beautiful yeah. that I just wanted to watch it over and over again.
1: Oh thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, like um Joe Mullen from Buck, which is probably another guy you should talk to. That guy's crazy. Um he was a, he was he was the art director for that one. He uh, is a
0: dude, so I don't know, I need to get more women on, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's also an art
1: director there's a couple of art directors, women in Buck. You can dude, take. bring
0: it on. Anybody um, that wants to come on, if you refer me to anybody, just send them my way. Yeah, oh, I will.
1: Um but um you no, know, he, he had like like he was like such a like for that project he was he was really awesome because like it was like my first project at Buck and I was still an intern there and uh and he just like was very trusting with me I guess. And um like he kinda like defined the direction and he took inspiration from like this other video for Max Hadler and decided to like take on like this you know boring infographic thing and make it like this different thing. And then just kinda like let me fly with the animation. And that was like just so much fun. Um but, like, yeah, I was really, like, you yeah, know, I was, like, his direction and, like, just letting me put in keyframes like crazy. It just made it, like, so much fun. So I'm glad you liked it.
0: <laughs> no, I can tell that. that's really awesome. I mean, I can see that. That's really cool to know. It's funny that you were an intern when you are doing that. It's, like, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's, if, you, if, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, we'll have a link to it. But um, if you don't know, just check out his his vimeo account or just type in like waiting for superman is that the intro
1: uh or is it like the trailer was the trailer it was like a like for pledge to film it wasn't even using the film at all damn you got like
0: 240 comments mr popular (laughs) that's awesome man yeah it's very popular it's a beautiful piece it's a really great example of motion graphics and stuff and yeah, I know you're inspired by uh, what Alistair did on the X-Men thing, too, which is... Oh, man, I love that stuff. You guys
1: need to work together, because it'd be like... Oh, I would love that. That that piece, when I saw it, like, I actually saw it, you know, like, in the movie theaters after it, and I was like, dude, I wish I animated that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a really great piece. I think it's one of the most proud things I am of my whole time at Prologue, because it's it just beautiful. like... beautiful. I love that stuff. It was like the perfect. It was a perfect project. It was like fucking rad rad franchise to work with because i was a huge x-men fan growing up and then oh, nice. the film was actually good and then uh it was just a very small team very not a ton of time and it was like i got to work with like my favorite people like g and like a uh, freaking simon and alistair and it was just yeah those, those guys are old. amazing. You still in touch with those guys? Uh it's, you know, off and on. Alistair's out like traveling the world, so but yeah, we try to keep in touch and I haven't talked to Simon for a while. You know he's busy. But if he's listening right now, I love you buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really great guy. Anytime yeah, I love uh, his work. Yeah, he's great. He always amazing. has such a good like uh, He has such a good temper. Like I would go flipping off my my lid like freaking out on something but he's always so composed and like just like mature and like he's very complete feeling it's just yeah something that was really nice to have when I was in that position (laughs) yeah no that's that's amazing composed yeah it's like a really cool even when things are crazy just being staying composed and working through things you know but yeah props to you I just I mean I know I've told you before but had to tell you on here because it's just amazing and anybody that's listening that hasn't seen it go watch it because you'll see what i'm talking about about the magic of your work and how it really speaks even like the the resonance thing too did you did you know um how how did you get connected with that whole
1: project i i actually have like I, I felt weird when they contact me because they contact all these super amazing three D people, and then they contact me. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> smart of like, them. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't really quite fit in the group, but I'll, I'll be super willing to do that. <laughs> and, um, that was, that was a really fun little project. Um, one thing I really like, and like for that project, for an example, is that, and I like to say that a lot, um, that like even if like it's an abstract animation, which I do quite a bit. Like, I just like to have, like, sense or, like, a, a reason why things move the way they move. Sure. And, like, for that, it was actually based on, like, a chapter from from the um, Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and I was, like, you know, like, the idea wasn't that people understood what I was animating, but I just like to know that shapes are not just moving mindlessly. Like, sometimes they do. Sure. Just to make it cool. But I like, like, I like to have, like, at least a broad idea. And... um like, I don't know, it's just like kind of like a personal thing, and I think like every animator has like their own little thing in the back of their head when they're animating something. Yes. And like for me, it's kind of like just like trying to keep to the story type thing. But like, yeah, that was that was weird when they contact me and they were like, "Oh, you want to collaborate?" And every time, almost someone asks me, "You want to collaborate?" If I have time, and even if I don't, I'll say yes, even I. <laughs> if I only have like a day to do it, um, because I just love collaborating with stuff. Um, it's so much, but fun. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, that's why it's the only 2D piece there, but yeah, it was it was, it was fun.
0: It's cool though. I thought it was great and I th- think it was wonderful that it stood out and and it did stand out because it was its own entity, you know, and it was yourself and I think that you brought in a really key thing and I think that anybody that's into doing motion design or animation should really pay attention to what you just said, I think by I think from what I took is you basically give it a soul and a purpose because it's basically, not, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if you just have stuff moving around that's wiggling and stuff, that's cool. But after a while, um, nobody's going to want to look at it because it has, they don't connect with it because there's no soul behind it. But if you carry a weight and there's some substance to it, then I think there's an underlying connection with whoever's watching it and they'll want to continue watching it because they're anticipating to see oh, is he going to move it to the left here? Because that's right. why I think that he's going to take it because it's resembling like a really heavy foot, you know, and there's weight to it and there's gravity right. and it's dragging yeah. and it has that reason. And I think that um, if I'm to articulate what you're doing, it is that is what it is, you know, that yeah. the purpose. Alistair has it too and it's the it's the... It's obviously like making things come to life, but it's how you do them that makes it yourself.
1: You can't always see it, but you can always feel it, I guess.
0: Yes, that's what makes animation so amazing. Uh, Phenomenal animators, they understand the process of, of these things. I think these little nuances that really make things themselves. Like, what is it, the seven old men or whatever, or the nine old men from Disney... yeah remember those guys um yeah we
1: have the book in the office from um wow what's it called
0: i think i have that same book the illusion of life yes yeah yeah it's a wonderful book
1: yeah it's awesome
0: but yeah those the i mean that's obviously hand animation but i think when i look at yours i don't see a huge difference because it's it's same principles it's same principles exactly and and uh yeah, it's very connecting, like I connect with it very well. And it's, yeah, it's just cool to see it. Do you have some cool things that are, that you're working with Giant that you're excited to be releasing or?
1: Yeah, there's a couple things. There's, um, there's one that hopefully goes through. Um, it's kind of like, kind of like abstract stuff. Um, my favorite, like simple shapes and, and things. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but like, like there's a lot of like little machines because I also love like kind of like a bit of like the mechanical engineer of little things and little machines like that. That was the stuff that used to get me super excited when I was a kid, and like I'm kind of like going back to those things and applying them into motion. And hopefully it works out. It um, will be a lot of keyframes involved, but <laughs> that's the best. Dope.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm sure if you get back into your roots of what like pushed you and made you who you are, you'll find like you know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, things. I could
1: I could get so much into animation stuff now that we like oh like all the keyframe stuff and like even what you were talking about like just the principles, like I feel that's one thing that like it really stands out when you're into animation, even if you haven't like necessarily read the book, but you kinda have the idea of the principles even just by experience. Like when you see that in animation, like even if the designs and a motion reel, or whatever, it's not great, but you can see that in animation. Oh man, that's it—the difference of the world. Yes, I can agree more.
0: Yeah. Did you have your hand at uh, working on that project, Yana? I think that's a. How you yeah, yeah, that?
1: yeah. Um, yeah! 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 I, yeah. I. Yeah, I helped quite a bit on that one. Um, it's the piece. The, the characters, which is like, a lot. Of of the piece, I think in animation because like one of the big thing that we had in mind there was, we wanted the animation to fit the design mm. um, because you we we couldn't really just have like regular walk cycles or like the tiger moving the right way.
0: Yeah, it was very. You guys approached it in a very. I've never seen that style in animated. Yeah. Humans. Like the way and and that he throws the fishing line. Totally. And stuff.
1: We did like Enrique. He's an amazing cell animator. Like he did so many tests for that stuff and like we yeah it was really awesome to just work with him and kind of like work together to come up with like the right language
0: it's freaking a great piece it's so beautiful it's like the art from my favorite child's books like is coming to life and it's so like freaking
1: awesome <laughs> yeah lucas you should you should talk to that guy man i'd love to so anybody tell- that you want
0: that you recommend that you want to, to i'll send on. you a list for sure please just introduce us if you want or whatever it's up to you you don't have to but
1: no, I will. Um, well, I would love to hear them. <laughs> That's probably yeah. one of the reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, you work with them though, right? Yeah. You're like, it's not enough. I, I need more. <laughs> I need to hear podcasts. <laughs> so,
1: hey, I just realized I only have like one minute left on my battery. Here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's let's close <laughs> it out, man. It's been a great. Yeah,
1: I could talk forever about this stuff for sure.
0: And you're welcome to come
1: on anytime you want to.
0: I, I, this has been a really phenomenal talk. I, I knew that you were going to be a great person just by our interactions through emails and and just your work. So it's been really great to be able to understand who you are a little bit more and get to see what moves you. And you know, like it's it's cool. So you're welcome to come on anytime. And you just well, let thanks, me thanks, man. And, um, my pleasure. Hey guys, this is Andrew. Uh, if you want to get involved in the documentary that Jorge was mentioning throughout the episode, we set up a form on the website that you can uh, enter your email and we will keep you updated with any new information or ways to get involved as we find them out and uh you can find that on the website at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 76 thanks for listening